New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Ellen Tad. She's a clairvoyant and she's the author of The Infinite View, a guidebook for life on Earth. Ellen, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Ellen, I know that you teach that spirit is conscious and it is communicative. What has led you to this knowledge? Well, I'm an experiential learner, and I was raised by a scientist, and I think of my life as an experiment, and I have had a lot of direct experiences and unusual experiences where I've been able to converse with beings in the spiritual world, and because of a clairvoyance, I've been able to recognize that everything is energetic, and in my new book, The Infinite View, I talk about experiences where, you know, everything, everything is energy. Even things we ordinarily think are inanimate are alive with vibration. And I've experienced that everything is conscious and communicative. I once taught a class where I put a glass in the middle of the class and I said, okay, everyone, this is God. And let's all, in meditation, ask this glass in deep listening our most important questions and listen and see what happens. And people were able to get wisdom when they tapped into the energetic level of something that is an inanimate object, that we tend to think that, you know, animals and people are alive and nothing else is. Uh, A glass doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have individuality, but it has vibration. And so I teach people to have direct experiences. People in my classes see auras and experience energy and often say things like, I've never experienced this before. And I find that meditation and direct spiritual experience is much more satisfying than any drug could ever be. Oh, wow. Okay, that's quite a statement. And I want to ask you, when you talk about being a clairvoyant, does that make you special? Is that something special to you and a few people that can do that? Or is that available to all of us? Well, to me, it's all about perception. If someone walks in the room and we turn to look at this person, we're all going to perceive that person in a variety of different ways. And clairvoyance is a kind of expansion of perception to include aspects that are not culturally common. But, you know, my brother's a musician, and I believe in reincarnation, and he had many lives where he was a musician, so when we all took music lessons, he excelled, and the rest of us didn't. And... So I've had other lives where clairvoyance was part of the skill I developed. So it's definitely part of my life. But when I teach the skill of clairvoyance to others, everyone learns. 
to varying degrees. And the people who learn the fastest are children because they have not been culturally conditioned that this is a glass, but there's no energy around the glass. And so children are natural clairvoyance. And staring is the key to activating clairvoyance. And little children are taught not to stare. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Say more. When I teach people how to see energy, I have them stare because staring activates the third eye, which is the center of clairvoyance. So staring is actually the key to being able to see the aura or to see uh, past lives. And, you know, uh, little kids stare. There's a three-year-old in my building in Boston who has her quote-unquote imaginary play friend, but she's there. Little Rosie is not imaginary. And little kids have these experiences. And then as they go to school and they're taught to focus differently, it shuts down. My guides once said to me, what you focus on is what you see. And this is why cultural conditioning is so powerful. It teaches us how to look. And when you learn to meditate, you can learn to look and listen deeper than the cultural norms. I'd love for you to say something about the technique that you teach in meditation that I think is very helpful. The, my approach to meditation? Yes. Uh, it's a technique I, I illustrated as an X, and the bottom part of the X is everyday thought. The point in the center is stillness. The upper part of the X is revelation. It's connection with the spirit within and without. It's why I meditate for this expanded experience of life and a deeper understanding. And how do we get to that point of stillness? The first step is inspiration to open the crown chakra that opens us up so that we can receive these really illuminating experiences. The second step is an affirmation or a mantra, a positive affirmative statement that we repeat over and over and then let it go and then hold the mind still. I think of it as a rocking sensation, the affirmation repeated, repeated, and then pause, hold the mind still. And if you have brain chatter again, then go back to the affirmation and then say it a few times and then go back to the pause, and gradually you can elongate the pause. Some examples of affirmations that I suggest are, I am spirit, infinite spirit, or I am that I am. Being comfortable with a positive affirmative statement and gradually learning to elongate the pauses of stillness. And as that skill develops, I think it should be taught in kindergarten alongside reading, because it's really a matter of practice. And when someone is able to hold their mind still at will, then the skill of deep listening develops, both in the ability to communicate with one another, as well as the ability to listen to the energetic aspect of life that includes the spiritual realm. I think our culture really emphasizes our analytical brain and materialism, and we don't often take the time through our busy day. It's so cluttered. And to take time to realize there is something else going on, there's another level going on. What is your advice to help us be attuned to that? 
Every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is stare at a point. Because focus and concentration activates the third eye chakra of discernment. I stare at a point and I ask myself the question, what are my priorities today? And then I make my plan. And one of the things I've found with attunement, with deep focus and deep listening, is that it becomes much better to do less well than to do a lot and feel stressed or frustrated. I remember this quote from a man I heard interviewed on the radio. He was a Harvard professor, and he said, people think I've read a lot, but I haven't. He said, I just utilize everything I read. And I loved that answer because depth is one of the ways that we access spiritual connectedness. And our culture has become too superficial. But when we really utilize what we experience, what we read, then we go deeply. And that's when we feel more satisfied. So I encourage people not to conform, not to rebel, but to instead hone in on the attunement of their own being. Not to conform and not to rebel. So not too much of this, not too much of that. I mean, there are times that we need to resist, and there are times that we need to cooperate. That's right, but the decision needs to come from deep within us rather than the external pressures. That sounds really good. And if we're functioning in the world and we're going through our day, you said to start the day the way you started is you focus on one thing, yeah. some point. I think you even talk about in the book focusing on a single color. Do you remember yes. that? So that's a part where I say what you focus on is what you see. And when you focus on a color in the room, it comes to the foreground and everything else goes to the background. So that has to do with the concept that what we focus on comes forward. And this is why meditation is important. So we learn to focus in new ways and not be caught in our preconceived notions. But the idea of staring at a point is rather that... Um, you know, focus and concentration is equal to power. I tell the story of giving birth to my daughter and learning the Lamaze technique where you focus on a point. And when I had contractions, I would ride them. When I would lose my focus, I would get overwhelmed by them. If we focus through life, we ride life. If we lose our focus, we get overwhelmed by it. Oh, that's a great experience that you're sharing with us. Is there any practice you do at the end of the day? <laughs> um, well, I guess I could say that after dinner, I don't look at my computer or my phone and unwind for a deep night's sleep. I tend to like to exercise in the morning and meditate in the evening. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Ellen, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you. It's really great to be with you. I've been speaking with Clairvoyant. Ellen Tad, she spells her last name T-A-D-D, and she's the author of The Infinite View, A Guidebook for Life on Earth. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, ellentad.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. 
This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.